Time for a couple of minutes with our legal analyst, Paul Harding from Martin Harding and Mazzotti. Hey, Paul. Hey, good morning, Chuck. Good morning, Kelly. Hey, so let, let me ask you, uh, the, uh, the, the, the uh, deflate gate ruling came down, the story that will never die, uh, and they're saying that Tom Brady um, should su- uh, serve his four-game suspension. Uh, I contend this is more of a decision about the labor agreement, the collective bargaining agreement, than football. Uh, do you agree? I absolutely do. I mean, they've gone ahead, and it looks like, you know, although it appears that the story never ends, it, it looks like it's going to end from a legal perspective. And, you know, Tom Brady and the New England Patriots have, in essence, lost. Do they have options? They've got a couple, but very remote, probably not options they're going to take. So the suspension looks like it's going to go forward. So, I mean, he can appeal, but, I mean, as you say, the prospects of it being overturned are, are almost nil, right? Yeah, you know, applying to the Supreme Court of the United States, they take about 1% of the cases that they're asked to hear, and they choose, and this probably isn't sexy enough for them, and the other one would be a rehearing. So, yeah, uh, options they are probably going to waive. The strongest position they have is they can sit down with the commissioner and say, listen, we won't appeal if maybe we can cut this down to two-game suspension or just kind of work something into uh, an agreement between them. Diane Donato in for Kelly with Chuck and with Paul Harding, our legal analyst from Martin Harding and Mazzotti. This case, Paul, involving the former nursing home employee who was making the videos using Lego figurines, he said he was depicting things from movies. His employees or his coworkers saw a lot of things that they said remind them of things at work, and they really felt that he was targeting and harassing them. At one point, he was fired, and now he says he can't get... Uh, he was denied un- unemployment he was benefits. In- this is very complicated. How, At what point can you really deny somebody their unemployment benefits? Right. You know, as a general proposition, if you fire someone and you just don't have enough work for them or they're not really doing their job satisfactorily, um, they still get unemployment benefits, right? That's something they apply right. for and, and they routinely get. But when you do something that violates company policy or something that's so egregious that uh, they, they lose those benefits. And there's a laundry list, as you might suspect, of, of reasons when that happens. But um, if they just going to bring it down here, sabotage, sexual harassment, theft, you know, things that you would expect. Wait a second. You, you've been a real bad employee. You've really violated, you know, uh, beyond just not doing your job well. And if that's the case and proven, you lose those benefits. And here, everything you just described, you know, just bizarre uh, activity uh, beyond just um, just routine firing. So I think he was rightfully denied those benefits. A quick follow-up on that, though, Paul. From the employer's point of view, when you're having a problem with an employee, I see a lot of times people will go the suspended with or without pay while the legal process plays out. Is that the safer way to go? Not really. I mean, here we've got at-will employees. You know, when you have a contract, and the contract's for one year, and you kind of let someone leave, you can continue paying them along with the contract. But here in New York, you can fire someone for just about any reason except for a discriminatory reason. So generally, sure, you fire them, they go for their benefits. If they get their benefits, they can get them retroactively. But in this case, I just don't see it happening. Now, this guy was Sean Roy, an Albany man who was denied the benefits, and that's what came out about the the harassment, maybe, and the the Lego videos that were creepy. One other quick thing, if we can do it justice in 45 seconds, Paul. Sure. There's this guy, James Hockenberry in Gilderland, charged with uh, having sexual contact with a three-year-old. After his arrest, he supposedly gave a statement to police saying, I'm sick, I need help. Uh, And his uh, defense attorney's like, whoa, 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 you can't be releasing this stuff to the media. What are the rules on, like, disclosure of uh, what is a defense? Act or confession if the police are telling the truth. 
yeah, the police can do that strategically. They tend not to release much of most of it. Uh, they did it here, and uh, the attorney is saying, "Hey, guys, you know, you're kind of convicting my client before he even has a chance at trial." There will be a pretrial hearing to determine whether that statement's admissible at trial. But of course, once it's out in the media, he is guilty. And certain people, you know, in most most of our judgment, he's guilty of something just for the release of that statement. Interesting stuff. Paul Harding, our legal analyst from Martin Harding-Mazzotti, 1-800-LAW-1010. Good talking to you, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Okay. Bye, guys. Take care.